Welcome to Her Leading Story, a podcast that will inspire you with stories from amazing female leaders and give you some ideas to help you design a life and a career that's perfect for you. It's totally doable, and the good news is that you'll have me and our community of leading women by your side every single step of the way. Let's get started. I'm your host, Julie Artis, and this is Her Leading Story. Hey there, I'm coming to you with a solo episode this week about change. One of the specialties that I have is working with women professionals who get to mid-career. They maybe have been working for 20 years or so, and then all of a sudden they're not so sure that's what they should be doing anymore. Or they want to go for a promotion or they want to make some sort of lateral move. I recently worked with somebody who is brilliant and wanted to pivot their career. She just didn't feel fulfilled in what she was doing anymore. And in her case, decided to really look at how she could take her current skills and move to a somewhat different industry, but that was aligned with some of the skills that she already had. I am somebody who totally gets the idea that after a while, you may not be interested any longer in some of the core aspects of your job, or you just feel like you've mastered them and you're ready to move on. I have been at the same university for over 20 years, and I have had so many different positions and areas of focus and things that I'm working on at different moments over that entire career. And some of it had to do with promotions and administrative positions, but some of it was also just the season that I was in and what I really wanted to spend that season focusing on. When I started my career, I was really focused on writing and research and teaching, getting to know the students. I then went through a season where I was focused on having a family and I was still doing the writing and research and teaching, but my energies were focused on my little kids. Then I became chair of my department and I spent a lot of time focusing on that and learning those kinds of administrative skills. Then I switched to a position in central administration at my university that had to do with data and student success and scheduling. And that was a whole nother world where I was learning a lot more about operations and infrastructure and the broader strategic piece of running a university and things that have to happen to make that work. Now I'm an associate dean. I am focusing my energies on my own college and the curricula that we offer and the kinds of classes that need to be scheduled to serve our students. So I feel like I've had many, many different roles within the same place, and I'm just so incredibly grateful to work somewhere that allows for that kind of progression. I'm sure Not everybody works somewhere where you can have that kind of latitude to decide what you're focusing on 
at different moments of your career. Most of the time when people feel this sort of unease in their current work or work life situation, it's kind of vague. Like they know something's not right, but they're not exactly sure what they want to do instead. I thought I would bring to the table a couple of exercises that I often recommend to clients that you yourself could use if you're in that moment of not really knowing what's next, whether that's a complete job change, whether it's a move, whether it's a promotion, so that you can get really clear on what's right for you right? Because we are socialized to keep climbing that ladder. More is better. More power is better. More money is better. Go, go, go. And at the same time, you want to make sure that you're climbing the right ladder. What are you going for? What really lights you up? What makes you want to get up in the morning? What are the kinds of things that you want to be doing? And this could be both in your job. It could be You need more volunteer work. It could be that you need some sort of different work-life configuration where your hours are cut back. So understand that I'm thinking about this very broadly, and I get presented with these kinds of questions as I'm talking to my clients and my audience about where they feel most stuck. Okay, so let's talk about the two exercises that I recommend. The first is what I will call decades. This really helped me when I was um, at the end of my term as chair of my department, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do after that. It's a way of looking back at your history, really remembering and writing down consistent themes there are in your life. So I recommend that people take a piece of paper and turn it so that it is horizontal and then draw lines down the page so that you have a bunch of columns. And then at the top, you can write zero to 10 in decades, right? That's why I call it decades. So zero to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 40, 40 to 50. And... What you want to do for each decade is you want to ask a bunch of questions. What was I really into when I was little? What did I do? So for me, I like to go outside and climb trees and play tennis with the neighbors and read books. What was my favorite book? What was my favorite music? You kind of want to just brainstorm and remember what was I into? What lit me up? What was I drawn to? And then do that for each decade. Some of that may be work-related. Like when I went to grad school, I was obsessed with reading different things about sociology and um, going to used bookstores and digging up old social research books. And at the same time, I was also reading a lot of fiction. What kind of fiction did I love? What was my favorite book that decade? What kind of music did I like? What kind of hobbies did I have? And then you do that for each decade. And then maybe put it away for a day or so. Then go back and look and see if you're noticing any trends. Or see if there's an aha moment. For me, one theme that I saw when I did this at the end of being chair was I saw that 
there was a very clear interest beginning in my teenage years through grad school, through early uh, professorship about really loving teaching technical things, learning technical things. Like I love to learn new projects. Give me a good Ikea project with a manual. I am so happy. And I know that drives a lot of people crazy, but I love it. And, you know, even when I was little, I was the one that helped hook up the VCR. And then when I left for college, write out step-by-step instructions for my mother so that she knew how to set it for a recording. (laughs) These were the old school ones that were not digital. They were analog with the big buttons and everything. So this a consistent theme in my life has been this interest in technology and learning and how things work. It's just a consistent thing over my entire life. And I don't think I really realized that until I did this exercise. I have also had people realize when they did this, oh, when I was in grad school or college, I used to do this tutoring. And now that I'm in this new work position, there's nothing that I'm doing that is anything like that. So maybe I need to do some volunteer work or make some time for that. Because it may be that you're in the beginning of a big pivot, you want to switch careers, but it also may be that there's something that's missing or there's a way that you could talk to people at work about shifting your job responsibilities so that you're spending more time on things that light you up. So figuring out what those things are independent of, I've got to get the next job, I've got to climb the ladder is really important because I think a lot of us tune that out as we move through the educational system and especially women tuning that out as they are trying to achieve degrees, get hired, get promoted. So try out the decades exercise. And if you love it and get insight, please let me know what you figured out about yourself. I'd love to hear about that. The second exercise that I always recommend is focus and flow tracking. And this is taken from a book that you may be familiar with called Design Your Life. The authors have a bunch of different exercises that you can do if you're in this moment. So I do recommend Design Your Life if you are at all interested in making some changes. And the first thing that they have you start with is basically time tracking your week. But instead of it being a productivity exercise, what you're tracking is when you feel most alive, most in flow state, where like time just passes, where you are focused, where you have attention, you're just super into what you're doing. They do it on a scale of one to five. How much focus did you have and how much energy did that bring you? So you could do that. But you also want to jot down the things that aren't energizing, that aren't really drawing you toward them. Because, again, the idea of this is that it gives you some insights that you weren't aware of consciously about how to make some changes in your current work or life situations so that you can have more of the things that light you up and decrease time on the things that 
don't. Obviously, in any kind of work-life situation, you are going to have things that you don't want to do. I never want to do the dishes, but I need to do them, right? And I don't often like writing memos of a particular sort, but it's part of my job. So it's not about eliminating everything that you dislike, but it's about starting to think about, am I spending my time mostly on things that I love and things that I'm good at? And if there's any way that you can know that for yourself, that is the first step to change. I hope this was helpful. I love sharing tools like this that I think are incredibly useful. And I would love your feedback if you try either of these. If you're feeling stuck and thinking about a shift, let me know what you figure out and I'll see you next week. And that's a wrap on this episode of Her Leading Story. If you love this episode, please help me reach more women by leaving a review wherever you're listening. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next week.